If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you have to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to this episode of Raising Noir Twins. This episode, we're going to be talking about baby hair. And now I'm not talking about those edges that we all be trying to lay. No, y'all. I'm talking about actual baby hair. So when I was pregnant with my girls, the first thing that everybody would say is, you know you're going to have to learn how to do hair, right? And y'all, I couldn't even be mad at it. I couldn't even argue or anything with this with this comment because the truth of the matter is, I don't know how to do hair. I don't. It is what it is, all right? Everybody that knows me or that follows me on Instagram, Facebook knows that 99.9% of the time, you about to get this hot puff. You know, it's it's so loyal, so faithful, it's it's you know, never disappoints. It's just like, it is what it is, you know? And I try to do other things. I do. I really try, y'all. But it never comes out right. So I just be like, boom, let me go ahead and put it in my little puff. Let me fluff it up. Like, it's all good. <laughs> but now that I have girls, you know, I really want to step my game up when it comes to doing hair and all this good stuff. Because you know what? I don't want my girls to be out in the world looking crazy. Like, and then I need to know how to manage their hair and take care of it to the best of my ability, you know? trying to be the best mother that I could be y'all okay so in the beginning of course you know everything was great when they were babies you know they had the fine hair you know you could still use that little soft baby brush that you could use on like a little baby doll but then you know once they hit a certain age that real hair start kicking in so I had to get a real brush for their real hair and then I had to start finding out what products work for their hair because both their hair is not the same. So one of them has a tighter curl pattern than the other. And so when I first started like putting their hair in little ponytails and stuff, and um, I was using this one product and it just, it started out good. Like, you know, when you first put it on, it was all great. Hair was all moisturized and all that good stuff. But once it dried, it made Lala's hair look extra dry. And then it even started to flake up a little bit. So I was like, oh no, I can't have my babies out here looking like this. Like this, this is a no-go, can't do it. So <laughs> I ended up finding this other product. Um, I think it's actually by Shea Moisture. I think it's their kids line. And it is like coconut and hibiscus or something. But anywho, y'all, it's the bomb. I love it. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It helps with like detangling. And I mean, it just runs right. I can run my fingers right through their hair and style it the way that I want to. And I use the cream, um, the cream and the conditioning spray. And y'all, it's, it's just the bomb for me and my girls. That's what I use. Um, and it just makes things so much easier. Um, as far as like actually doing their hair, I will say that I don't really have a problem with doing like ponytails per se. Like I could do that all day. Like I actually kind of enjoy doing little ponytails for them. It's hard though, just because they always want to be, you know, playing with this toy or watching this or doing that. And so they just don't sit still. That's the hard part of it. But I think I'm actually pretty good with the ponytail game. You know, I've surprised myself. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm giving myself a little pat on the back with that. 
But I think what everybody was really talking about when they say, you know, you gonna have to learn to hear right. I think what they were talking about was braiding. Because y'all, I'm I'm just gonna throw this out here. I'm gonna confess today. Um, first of all, let me say, I don't know if y'all seen this uh, Instagram post, or I don't know if it was a thread on Twitter or something, but it was about like the secret society of black women that can't braid. And y'all, like I said, I'm gonna just be real honest. I'm a member. I can't braid. I cannot braid. It's not something I'm proud of. Not at all. But you know what? I'm gonna take that back. I'm taking it all the way back. I'm gonna give myself a little credit. It's not that I can't braid. It's that I don't braid very well. So I can do it, but like nobody's gonna come knocking on my door talking about, girl, can you braid my hair? Like none of that's happening at all. But I can do it. Like it ain't all the way bad. You know what I'm saying? And if you want some plaits, like boom, you just want some regular ass braids coming out your head. I got you. I can do that too. But like I said, it's just not the neatest. So, you know, if y'all see my babies out here with some, with some crazy braids, just know they mama tried, okay? I tried. But no, I have been practicing on their hair since, you know, that now that they have more hair and all this good stuff. Again, it's not easy because they be wanting to squirm and move and all this stuff, but your girl's trying, okay? I really am. But, you know, and then sometimes, like, when I go on YouTube, just to look at little different styles, or sometimes, you know, you kind of get sucked into the whole YouTube thing. You start watching all these different videos. But I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is way too advanced. Like, whatever just happened to simple ponytails with knockers and barrettes? And then even beads, y'all. I know I'm not the only one that had beads. Like, oh, my God, you couldn't tell me I was not fly at, like, 10 years old. Like, when my mama would wash my hair and grease my scalp and then braid my hair to the side with them beads, all five million of them at the end, like, clickety, clack, clack. Uh, yo, 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 you could not tell me I was in flight tip. And I'm gonna just say, like, I don't think I've seen it in a very long time until recently. These two little girls came on my flight and it was just the cutest little thing. Like, oh my gosh, I just had to tell them. I'm like, oh my God, I love your hair. Like, they were just so adorable. Side note, I always, whenever I see little black girls come on my flight, I always give them a compliment. It doesn't always have to be about their hair, but... I just want them to know that they're beautiful and that they're seen. And you know what? On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a short break and we'll be back here in a second. Welcome back to this episode of Raising Law Twins. So before we went to the break, I had mentioned that whenever I see little black girls on my flight, I always give them a compliment. And I do this because I want them to feel seen and I want them to feel beautiful. And now that I have girls of my own, like this is how I want them to feel when they go into the world. And not only that, I want them to know their worth and I want them to know that they deserve to be in any space that they're in, no matter what. No matter if this person over here is uncomfortable with it or not, that's their problem, not my girls. You know, like our hair is... It's who we are, it's our crown, it's the way we express ourselves, it's versatile, it's unique, it's beautiful. It's just all of these things. And even historically, it served as a tool of survival at one point, you know? And our hair is just one aspect of what really makes us just super duper dope people, for real, you know? But that's a whole nother episode, y'all. Let me really back in. <laughs> 
But honestly, like, I really don't want my girls to ever have that experience where they're playing the playground and someone's teasing their teasing them about their hair and they feel the need to change it to fit in. You know, I want them to stand firm in who they are and and be proud. You know, I think that's just the bottom line, honestly. But that also kind of takes me back to um, a trip that I had taken a couple years ago to Cartagena, Colombia. And I had like signed up for this. Um, I had signed up for a tour. Excuse me. <laughs> I signed up for a tour and it was it took us about 45 minutes to an hour, I think, outside of um, Cartagena, Colombia to this town called San Basilio de Palenque. And this town was founded by uh, Bencos Biojo. Y'all, excuse me if I'm messing up the name and with Spanish and the names and all this good stuff, y'all. I'm, I try. I'm trying. But um, but yeah, he was an enslaved person and he escaped and he founded this city. And y'all, let me tell you, this community has done a really great job at preserving African culture and traditions because when you're there, like you don't even feel like you in Colombia anymore. You feel like you were straight up in the motherland, like legit. <laughs> I mean, there's just black people everywhere, just being them, loving who they are. And even on one of the buildings on the side, it has, I love being black. Y'all, it don't get much blacker than that. You feel me? Like, it doesn't. But anywho, I, I did all that, said all that to get to this point. And that is that um, from Palenque, there were three women that wrote this book called Los Turbantes y Pinados Afro-Colombianos. And this book was dedicated to the little girls of Palenque because even though in their community, they all, you know, pretty much had the same hair the same hairstyles all this good stuff when they will go outside of palinque they will get teased for their hair so i thought this was really dope that you know these women saw that this was an issue with their young girls and addressed it by writing a book you know like i just thought it was pretty dope and then even you know to kind of fast forward to today's time when we have that book hair love you know it's just a, a book of this little girl and even the visual that goes with it i think it's super cute but um you know, just not only the relationship between um, father and daughter, but the little girl learning her hair and styling her own hair. You know, I just thought that was a beautiful thing. But also in the book, it goes into, and this is, I'm sorry, not hair love, but this is um, the one that was written in Palenque for the little girls. This was, um, it also goes into the history of our hair. And so this kind of goes back to when I was saying that it was a tool of survival. So the way that some of the women had, um, the designs, excuse me, the designs that the women had made with their cornrows, it was really a map. And it also sent messages to other people too. And y'all, you can actually read up on this um, at afrobizworld.com. And also, like I said, it's in this book. So I just thought that was really dope. I thought it was really cool. And you know, all jokes aside, I know earlier I was talking about how I can't braid that well, which I can't, but I'm working on it y'all, okay? I really am. <laughs> but you know, when you read stories like this, you're like, oh man, like I, I need to do better, you know? So my whole goal really is just to maintain my girl's hair in the most healthiest state that it can be, you know? Make sure it's hydrated, moisturized, and that it's just growing and thriving. That's it. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I know earlier I was kind of talking about the products that I use for their hair. I don't know if any of you, um, you know, had this, it had that same issue that I was having where I was just, you know, I was trying to find 
products to use on their hair and some worked, some didn't. And I think I finally found one that actually worked. Like I said, it was the Shea Moisture Kids line. Um, it's coconut and hibiscus. And it works on the hair just fine now. I don't know if, if later on it may not. You know, hair changes. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys had that same issue, or maybe you didn't, because I know I have a girlfriend that has four girls and hair was never an issue for her. Like, she just always knew what to do. She always knew the things, you know. And so some of y'all may not even have this issue and probably like, girl, really? It's like, really? Get it together. <laughs> But also, okay, so not even just like with the girls' hair though, I've noticed changes in my hair ever since I've given birth to them. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I don't know if this is something that happens after birth just because all the changes and stuff that's going, in, going on on your body, but I've noticed that my hair has gotten a lot thinner than it was when I was pregnant. You know, when I was pregnant, you know, at one point it, it was, I just felt like it was just, the bomb like it was just all over the place it was growing it was thriving and all this good stuff you know and now I mean yeah it still looks like it's thick but it's really not when I put my hands in my head I feel a difference and ladies you know we know our hair okay we know our bodies and we know our hair so if y'all any of y'all have had this issue please let me know because I take my vitamins every day um I even take those uh, hair skin and nail peels and like I said it's worked before um, but I don't know if because of the changes that has gone that have occurred that you know maybe it's just not working with my body now. I don't know. And also, y'all, if any of y'all have been to Palenque, please, please, please let me know what your experience was like because I just thought it was super cool. It was super dope and all this good stuff. Like I just loved it. It was the most wonderful experience. And I don't know if I had mentioned it was a solo trip, so I had gone by myself and I had met other black women that were traveling by themselves. And I even met a mom where she was traveling with her young girl, her young daughter. So I can't wait. Well, first of all, I just can't wait till they get to that age where I can just take them everywhere. But, you know, I just thought that was really cool, too, because I know a lot of times when people say, I know, let me just go back from my experience. When I said that I was going to travel to Columbia by myself, a lot of people were nervous for me. And I don't know if it's just because I live in my little bubble sometimes or whatever, but I was like, it's fine, it's good. So going there and experience, experiencing Palinque and all this stuff on my own, it was a really great feeling. So again, if you guys have ever been there or you know about it, I would love to hear your experiences and, and the knowledge that you know, because I'm sure I, I don't know a whole lot about it. And, um, you know, I'm still learning all this good stuff. So y'all, I guess this really concludes our episode of Baby Hair. <laughs> Uh, you guys know how to reach me. Um, if not, I'm going to say it for you. It is um, on Facebook at Noir Twins and on Instagram at Raising Noir Twins. So, um, and also y'all know how to, you know, do all the other stuff. Subscribe, like, comment, share, all that good stuff. You know, I really appreciate it. So until next time, beautiful people, peace.